Welcome everyone to another episode of the Unreal Wrestling Show. Thank you very much, as always, for tuning in. Uh, very stacked episode this week. A lot to talk about, a lot of uh, news to get onto, and a very massive interview, pun obviously intended, sorry, um, to cover. Uh, the longest interview by far to date. Um, so there will be no weekly review with um, myself and my brother, but Liam does join us for the interview with Massive Q. Uh, the interview going for over an hour, by far the longest chat I've had with any guest, but it was um, hard to keep it any shorter because we just, uh, Q and I just click and uh, we have good chemistry. We think very much alike. He's very a very, very insightful dude. Um, he has his own blog at 411mania, which, by the way, you should absolutely check out. Um, he's, yeah, he's a very experienced individual, extremely talented, really great mind, and I really enjoyed the chat with him. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the interview. Uh, but also making waves this week, uh, massive news uh, in Aussie wrestling, one being that another Australian has joined the ranks of WWE in one of my personal favorites, Demi Bennett, someone I've had my eye on since her debut. Um, very stoked to be. It's always fun when you kind of see someone from day one get to where you predicted. I like to brag that I saw this one coming, that um, she's extremely talented. She's got all the tools. She's got the it factor that... If you've seen her at all, it's obvious to see that she would go far, and I predicted this one. I knew she would get to the WWE, or at least make a huge impact overseas, and she's um, joining the ranks of many other Australians in WWE, and it's really cool to see that uh, we're not just limited to being one or two Aussies in WWE, that we're not just that stereotypical... I've talked about this on the podcast before, it's not just a matter of Oh, we've already got the we've full, fulfilled the quota of Aussies already. We've already got an Aussie guy and Aussie girl. We don't need any more. They're recognizing us for our talent and not just our nationality. So that's really cool. Um, and she's obviously absolutely deserves it. She's extremely young. She works extremely hard, and I'm a big fan. And I'm really stoked to see that, and I'm really excited to see where she goes with that. Also, uh, last night. Uh, I don't know if you heard the news or if you watched the news, but IWA Wrestling made an appearance on the project on Channel 10. Uh, they did a, a brief feature for around four minutes on the last IWA show, um, interviewing a lot of the talent, Mehmet, Jasmine, they spoke to Keegan, and it's really cool to see Aussie Wrestling getting not only recognition from mainstream media, but they're taking us seriously. I've seen a lot of uh, wrestling being featured in the media before with a very vaguely patronizing kind of tone. Sometimes like it feels like they might be taking the piss out of us. And this, I really enjoyed watching this feature because it seems like it's, a, it's an appreciation of what we do and that they're taking it seriously and that they're, they're on board with it. And it was really good. It was a really good um, bit of coverage and it was a really good exposure for um, not only IWA but for all of wrestling. And everyone at IWA has been crushing it and have been absolutely killing it and deserve all of the recognition they get. And you can find that on the IWA page on Facebook or you can find it, I guess, if you watched it, uh, maybe if you recorded it on Foxtel or go to the project website. Uh, I don't know. But again, really cool to see very well deserved from all of the crew at IWA. I'm very excited to see where they go with that, whether they capitalize on that exposure. They have a big few shows coming up. Uh, speaking of which, this weekend, uh, two major shows in and around Sydney, um, one being AWF, have their massive um, second show of the year. Uh, very huge, a couple of huge title bouts. Uh, in the works, one being TNT versus Kingston Eclipse. I've been extremely impressed with what I've seen from Kingston. Uh, very well-traveled uh, individual. Um, those two will put on a massive, huge, uh, hard-hitting bout, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing what they come up with. Also, uh, the newly crowned Thrash and Bash, uh, former guest on the show, Jake Gibson, 
recently picking up his first gold, will be making their first title defense against LBA and DJ Sonic, two men who have been working extremely hard and very talented with great chemistry. Um, a lot of other really great matches scheduled for that card uh, at Penrith PCYC this Saturday. Uh, head to the AWF Facebook page for all of the details on that one. Also this weekend, another show that I'm extremely excited about, uh, Wrestling Go have their Wrestling Go Olympics, which is obviously a major pay-per-view, which will see two champions crowned, uh, one being the gold medalist, the culmination of uh, the tournament and the points the round robin, I guess, um, which will see Kai Drake versus Ryan Eagles for the gold, which will be a huge match, a really awesome story there happening, uh, one being the vet, one being a very promising up-and-comer, trying to make his mark, who's been doing awesome things in Kai Drake. Um, also, the Go Rumble will be awesome. Um, we've seen a very large portion of that Rumble being uh, announced already. We've seen some really awesome promo videos being released for that. Pretty much every talent that's been announced for the Rumble has released a promo video. Um, I've really enjoyed, in particular, um, Mick Moretti's. If you haven't seen it already, go to the Wrestling Go page or Mick Moretti's page and look up his promo that he did for the Rumble. Um, it's really cool to see everyone putting so much effort into promoting this show. Um, it looks like a really great show um, with other matches, including um, Big Fudge and Conco. Concrete Davidson, uh, Conco and the Fudge, finally teaming up once again after uh, recently debuting as a tag team at Nui Pro versus Big Fudge and one of my personal favorites, Mr. Juicy, making his way to Wrestling Go for the very first time. An awesome talent who also had an NXT tryout, by the way, might I add. Um, Wrestling Go just looks like a huge show all, all in all, and uh, make sure you get to that. Um, our guest this week, as I mentioned, Massive Q, is also in the Rumble, and he cuts an awesome promo towards the end um, about that, and he has very big plans for that. The current holder of the Watermelon title, uh, he talks about that, uh, amongst other things, and it's a really great chat, and I really hope you enjoy it. So is, is this yeah, right? I was recording... <laughs> last couple of minutes. Alright, well, you can... Yeah, all right, well, you know, I can start rolling from now. Okay. Before um, we start divulging big yeah. secrets. Yeah. Uh, well, we are... Yeah, we are ro- it, it, it is obvious that we're on a, we're, we're on a collision course to over the, to the last couple of shows we've had run-ins. Um, I cost him a match, he cost me a match, but... Obviously, at some point, we're, we're going to have to settle that, and he's a champion, and I'm not, so... I had a massive run in at the Rumble, which was one of my favourite... Yes, the, the, the Powerbomb. If if you if uh, anyone's listening, go look up Massive Q gets powerbombed by Caveman Ugg. It's one of the biggest, literally one of the biggest Wait. spots I can. Yeah, yeah. literally. Well, yeah, well, not well, not well, like well, hoisted up. No, well, what, off what, the what happened was is that I had knocked, I had knocked him down because I'm big and strong and I can do that. <laughs> I knocked him down, and I decided that I wanted to hit a uh, bonsai drop, so I dragged him into the corner, went up to the second row, and apparently I hadn't knocked him hard enough because he got up. And he grabbed me and he powerbombed me out of the ring. And from and I, I was more sending focused. sending like multiple people out. Yeah, there, there, were about yeah. four, there were about ten or so people in the ring, and they were all near the ropes at that point. And then I hit, and it was like a shockwave, and everyone everyone got thrown over the top rope, and half of them got eliminated, and half of them managed to hold on. It's like the grenade in uh, yeah, PWG, if you've yeah, seen or, it. Or, or Shikiri, yeah. Um, uh, it was, it, yeah, it was oh, it would have been Jakari, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's possibly it's been PWG uses bits of everyone. Yeah. Um, which is why, they, why they love, they'll never stream they only do DVDs because if they started streaming mm. they wouldn't be able to use anybody. Um, True. Well, that, that, that's, the, that's the, 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 the logic I've always heard that basically that's why they stuck to the DVD model is in the sense that if they were to start streaming or start doing pay-per-views, suddenly everybody's no-compete contracts would start kicking in. Like they wouldn't, wouldn't be able to use the Winnebonne guys, they wouldn't be able mm. to use the Japan guys, they wouldn't use all those guys who have contracts saying you can work for smaller companies that aren't on TV and don't do live pay-per-view. I just thought it was because they were just pretentious. And well, it's, well, it's, we're so old-school. They are. There is that too. I'm not saying they're not pretentious, because <laughs> they are, but there is a logical... It's, it's one of those things where there's a reason... But it's also just they're being pretentious. Like if they yeah. really wanted to, they could. 
I'm sure they could sort of just... And there's an appeal. It was an appeal. There's an appeal to like, oh, you have to be there or you have to like... But yeah, the fact that they You have to wait to get it and it makes people want it more. The fact that they stick to that one hellhole. Apparently it's, a, it's not like very bad air conditioning. I've never been. I've never been to PWE. We were going to try yeah. and get there for when um, there's... They're not doing any shows while we're in America, are, are they? I think so. PWG. We really wanted to, but... Unfortunately, yeah, I watched, you know, like they, they, the tickets sell out, especially on like the one, like the, I think it was the last show, um, there was a problem with the, with the, with the ticketing, so they've had to give, I heard, yeah, like two hundred, like the first two hundred, the, 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 the first hundred people, gonna get first dibs on the next one, which means that that show's gonna be the most hard to get tickets ever because they've already got sold two hundred of them, and the, the reason they, don't, I'm pretty sure the reason they don't leave that venue is because of pretentiousness. Because they can sell out so much larger. Yeah. But they like they like to run that little mini. Is it maybe like uh, less is more? Yeah, that's what I'm well, saying. Yeah, like they're, that's they're, kind they're, of the appeal. That's the like, indie appeal. They like being the, you know, the, the company that gets to say that we sell it every time, and you know, right. we, it's so hard to get a ticket. It's like, but also like, oh, it's too mainstream to travel and to expand. We just want to be a small scale, yeah. hence pretentious. Right. Yeah. But I, I get where they're coming from. Like it, they could they could be huge, but that yeah, is well, the appeal. Yeah, I, 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 I and it would probably desaturate it to do any more than that to like go too big. Well, than... yeah, I, like I would, yeah, I wouldn't want PW to start touring nationally. I just I just feel that they could start running larger venue. Like they could start doing the occasional larger venue, or at least it's a different venue occasionally. Well, same as like Lucha Underground. Like Lucha Underground, like yeah. the appeal is that it's all very like super micromanaged and it's kind of in the same place yeah. where all the magic happens and to like send it elsewhere is to kind of take away the appeal of it being in the temple. Yeah. Right. You know what um, I mean? Because I feel like sometimes uh, if you take it on the road it just becomes every other company. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone else does that. So yeah, there's a reasoning behind it. I can it. see it. it it's, well, with. I mean, Lucha Underground is, is a unique case just they're, they're just because they've gone such a different tack with their wrestling. Yeah. I think they're that all in on the. They're all in on the on the on the, on the, the TV slash cinematic style, which is fine. I love um, it. Well, that's that's the thing. Like that's one of the items I always have is that if you if you look at that sort of if you look at Lucha Underground, if you like if you're like Jim Cornette. And you base your wrestling on wrestling should be like the fuck Jim Cornette. I have to say it. Why does no, every time Jim Cornette gets mentioned, the f word comes in into it immediately? He just has well, that he, reaction. He, 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 Sorry, what were you saying? What were you saying? He's a fa- he's a fan of the word. Um, he is. But the thing is, Cornette. I like I Cornette has a lot of good ideas. Cornette has a lot of bad ideas. The main problem I have with Cornette is that he doesn't understand this concept that there can be different styles of wrestling, and that wrestling can change. And the wrestling can change. He ba- but to to Cornette wrestling should but basically the, you know, the the old NWA style of wrestling. To, to his credit, the argument is that's a style that drew a lot of money. So therefore, why shouldn't everyone want to be like that? And the answer is because it changes and because people are different and yeah. society changes and, and you can have different markets. Yeah. But yeah, if you if you sort of basically if you watch Lucha Underground and you judge it against sort of the NWA, um, the bird agrees. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, the show's going to suck we have to look at it as its own thing I also don't get the uh, maybe I'm like pretentious because I am like call me a mark but I don't think like the money the whole what you said but wrestling used to be more profitable and it used to make more money like is that so important like obviously you have to draw fans but it I don't think wrestling is ever going to be mainstream cool again I well uh, well okay just because it draws doesn't yeah, mean well, it's well, fun okay. and doesn't mean it's appealing. Part, well, part, well, okay. part of the thing was is that more people used to make a living from it. It used to be that um, in this, like, again, to, to sort of play the little advocate, um, before Midman, before sort of, when we had the territories in America, Australia's, Australia's different, but in America, when you had the territories, the, a lot more people were able to make a living wrestling, like they didn't have to hold a second job. And the main the main benefit of the territories was that you were able to move about, and basically, mean and you never got stale. You could like after you go to a territory, you worked there for a few months, um, you tried a few things. If you and if you got over, you could stay there for a bit longer and work and milk that. But then you could go somewhere else, and you could either then take what you've learnt and build upon it, or you could start again if you had to. Uh, and so so. More people could more people could, could make a living in the business. 
more people were able to make a comfortable living and you could learn and you could sort of grow and change and you could never get burnt out. It's too conservative though. You know, like, it, and that's, I guess, the problem that I have yeah, with Cornet in yeah, general. It, it is. I mean... And too much, I am like of the belief, like, money isn't... Again, it sounds pretentious, but money isn't everything. And maybe it's because, like, it's... I don't know, like, I feel like all the people that, like, have the most fun in wrestling are the ones that aren't about all the money. Or maybe that's idealistic of me. No, no, you have to enjoy it. I mean, if you come into wrestling and... and, and See it as just a business. It's just a business. It kills the... Exactly. You're not gonna... You're not not gonna... That's what has... That's what killed a lot of, like, um... WCW was a lot of... Was a lot of businesses who didn't understand wrestling. Yeah. Uh, You have to have some... I think you have to have some sort of understanding and knowledge and sort of... You have, to, you have to get it. You have to get it basically. You have to get wrestling, and you have to get it as a performance and as an art. But you also have to get it as a business. And if you have to choose between the two of them, I suppose you'd probably. I'd prefer people to get it as an art yeah. first and foremost. But it's easy for us to say because we're indie and we're small. Yeah, yeah. And like, and like I'm, I, I'm under no pretense that I'm probably never going to get to the WWE. <laughs> um, just, just, I mean, just because like you know, I'm, I'm relatively old compared to most of the younger wrestlers in Australia. Um, I've, been, I've been doing this for 10 years, so... Well, I had a conversation with... Like, one of the first nights I saw you, I had a conversation with Kieran Duke. Yeah. And he's like, I really want to get him a tryout. Like, I really want to see how far I can go with Kieran. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 part, of the, part of the issue was um, that I... Actually, I start... I, the problem is I, I listened to Mitch Foley too much in the sense that I waited until I got my university degree before I started training. Because... Which is a good, which is a good rule. Is the idea that you should always, you should always have a, a fallback. You should always, if before you start wrestling, you should always be prepared for the for the possibility that you would end up with a broken neck and you're going to be paralyzed on the waist down. I was going to say is I was going to say maybe like compare it to music that it, yeah. music's not easy to get into, but the broken neck's probably a good no, point too. But, it's, but, but, it's kind of a risky industry. Yeah, you, you don't necessarily have to go to university, but you have to be prepared for that. You have to sort of have. A plan, or at least an idea of what you what you can do. So the the thing is, I should have started training four, five, four or so years before I did. When did you start? I started training um, two thousand four. Um, I so I trained for a year with, uh, with AWF. Yep. Um, which I, I, I no, admittedly, I got lucky because when I did, that means that I like my training regiment was because it was it was set into like um, pre terms in terms of like beginner, medium they still do it he still yeah, Greg still does it yeah beginner, medium uh, intermediate and advanced I had um, Billy Flyswat uh, Bearcat uh, he's had a few different names he's coming no longer the business but I had him for the beginners these literally aren't ringing a bell for I, me I had J-Law <laughs> I had J-Law for the intermediate I know that one and I had Greg for the advanced so I had um, Billy Flyswat was a very good solid hand and he was great to start you off J-Law was able to was to able to get you to the point where you would become a good wrestler, and Greg was a polisher. Greg would take you and would be able to give you a, a gimmick and a persona and a few moves, and he would be able to give you like a full package. And that was a really very Ameri- very kind of a Western it, yeah, influence. It, absolutely, yeah. it is absolutely it is a very Western style training regimen. Um, I'm, I'm not not I'm not saying that it's not, um, but it meant that I had like. I felt it was, it was very, not very lucky in the sense that I had very good trainers all the way through oh, for, for sure. what they were doing. Um, but the, the flip side is that I started, I had my first match with Virginia by five, um, which is an interesting story to like up to the show and find out I was wrestling and I had no idea I was going to be. Always. Um, <laughs> it happens. Did, did, yeah, did it's I, always like, fun. Yeah, we got to the show and I was like, I've got the other trying to help. I thought, like, you've got a match tonight. I'm like, I do? Okay. Gear, gear. No, I had uh, pads, I had knee pads and that was it. Were you just there as a fan? No, I was... Helping out. I was helping out because like, when, you, when you train, you help out with the shows. Right. Doing the round. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, although I'd finished training, I was still under the... When I got there, I was still under the impression that I was going to be there helping to set the ring up and like doing security and stuff. Cause, like, Which you should be doing if you're training anyway. That's what you do when you train. When, you, when you're young you and know, that's you know, kind of your reward for being there and yeah. reliable yeah exactly get, but, your, get your opportunity yeah but to get the opportunity long before I expected to get it and like <laughs> out of the blue somewhat out of the blue somewhat out of the blue so I had I had I had knee pads um, and then I had just basically shorts a grey t-shirt and sneakers and that was it 
the death match, uh, um, the CZW death match <laughs> standard. Much, yeah. yeah. Um, well, this was a bit before the CCW was a thing. Um, Deathmatch wrestlers. Deathmatch. And, and I, well, I, was, I wrestled uh, Super Crimson Mask, who, um, the name you probably, you probably recognize, really Oh, awesome. yes, it does ring a bell, actually. Uh, and he basically looked like Jason, except with a black mask with red. Rings a bell. Paint, yeah. Um, uh, basically, yeah, well, I, I wrestled the, the, the Super Crimson Mask, who was the last person to hold that mask. I won't get into the details. But, um, and it was, it was, you know, it was like four or five minutes and the match itself was okay for what it was but I looked completely unprepared and I was like I, 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 I came out and I sort of did the Jericho sort of pose away from each one what a mark and then That's sort of good. turned around and did Bret Hart just like I had no idea what I was doing so I was like yeah okay wait whereabouts in your training were you at this stage well I'd finished training because I'd done, I'd done the, the training was like a year basically but you hadn't even had like the opportunity to like put your character like plan your character oh yeah I had no plan- character I I, I, had, I had I had a couple of moves. Just get out there and just do wrestling. Pretty things. much. Um, I had I had a couple of moves and stuff. But yeah, I, I wrestled as massive Matt Forcina, uh, and just this is the, this is the thing. This is the other thing that we were discussing before the podcast started, dear, dear listeners. Um, how I got my name? Um, which is my name is Matthew Q. It started off as massive Matt Forcina because that was what Dread decided to call me. And it is also your name. It is also my shoot name. Yes, that is my shoot name. Well, not the massive part, but the Matt Forsena part. <laughs> um, and that it, and now, when I'd started training, and throughout training, my, I'd always wanted to be called Q, just the letter Q. Because, A, at the time, I was a Star Trek fan. It's a Star Trek reference. He's a character in Star Trek. Okay, I never picked that up because I'm not a fan. That's fair enough. Um, it's, it's, that's, that's relatively obscure. But my, the main well, it's fun to do like little obscure yeah, things for yourself. Exactly. Um, just, it, yeah, just cute. In, in, in Star Trek, Q is an omniscient, omnipotent god who is very sort of trickster and very sort of. He, he's constantly messing with people. Sounds a little OP. Yeah. But the, the point was that, although I was referencing that, the main reason I wanted to be called Q was that it was short, easy to remember, hard to misspell, and I could use a lot of puns in things. Like, I, I, <laughs> when I tapped promos, I would go, I, Q, say this, and I, Q, say that. And, like, I'd have a finisher of the QED, which is a mathematical term, which puts it, it comes at the end of mathematical proofs. Okay, now we're getting obscure. Exactly. That's <laughs> the thing. I completely overshot my mark. I, because I, 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 like, I'd had a long time to think about it. Because like, this is, like, as I said, I'd been, I, I knew I have been watching wrestling since about 96, 95. Um, and then I, I, I decided I wanted to become a wrestler in 2000. And then I didn't start training until 2005. So I had a long time to think about it. Okay, so you're making me feel a little bit better about like planning out my character oh, yeah, before yeah, yeah. I even every, I think every finish one, training. A lot of people do this. And a, lo- and a lot of people will deny that they do it. Oh, too. of course. Yeah, they say that. But a lot of people will think about what they, the gimmick they want to do. And they almost always overshoot. And, and that's fine, but you have to sort of be prepared for that to have to drag it back. So grounded a little bit. Now, yeah, just like because my my gimmick now is basically loud, hairy guy who shuts a lot. <laughs> um, and it's working for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, the way I explain it is that it, it's um, to to sidetrack because I do that a lot. Um, I basically view myself as half under the giant, half Bobby Heenan, in the sense that that's an interesting. Mix. It is because a lot of big guys are big guys, and they and they're always sort of ah, they're always the the huge monster. Brute. The brutes, which is fine, and it works for a lot of guys, but it's a bit boring. And I'd much rather be the guy who's like, "Yeah, I could pick you up and slam you, and 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 you know, choke slam you and powerbomb you." But it's easy just to choke you. It's easy just to stick, you know, easy just to bend my wrist tape and choke you out. And it's also there's not a lot of longevity to being kind yeah. of a mindless brute because you can only take it really so far exactly. when you're not yeah. intelligent. When you're intelligent, exactly. you can I, develop yeah, that. I, yeah, exactly. And I and and plus, I don't. I, I don't like being well, not dominant, but I don't, I don't like sort of being the guy who has to go in there and no sell and then and then just give the guy nothing. Because yeah, we've, we've and, seen we've seen it all before exactly. as well. And and, and, and and there's more in my mind when I'm a slimy bully. There's more places to go. There's more interesting things I can do, um, and it's easy. It's it's easier. It's probably that's. Just, you know, it's like the whole thing is like, I could choke you because it's easier. And that's true. It is. It's easier just to grab someone by the throat and go squeeze than just to pick them up and slam. Um, but it's also, it's one of the reasons I've been, I've been missing for 10 years. So it's, it's like, especially for a guy my size. And it's a safe 
style. Exactly. Um, and it's and it's different, and it's you, it's relatively unique. Like I don't know too many slimy bullies who are my size, and that's why I like it. It's, it's sort point. of it's a unique. Sort of, the thing is, I sort of to to get back to the, okay to back to the original point, and then I'll okay. go back to, to that point. We've come full circle. Come full circle. But yeah, so okay, so massive Matt Cena. That was and I, I at the time I hated because I still wanted to be Hugh. So I got gear made up, and this is the thing where I was kind of a bit of a dip. I got it made up with Q's on it and with like QED on the back. With what on the back? QED, because I was still obsessing about that. Oh, the weird that. math thing. But, which is yeah, it's, just, it's like what? Yeah, anyway, it's it's a mathematical term that in my mind comes it comes at the end of stuff. Therefore, if I hit it, it's over. That's my that was my logic. And it's, Google it if you're listening. Yeah, just exactly. Google it and uh, no, try and figure you, it out. If you understand what I'm talking about, uh, listener, I'll say listener. Because there's always one dude out there flipping out. Like, yeah, just math. Yeah, oh my god, that's so brilliant. Yeah. I'm popping for math. It's a, yeah, it's a <laughs> Anyway, but I had the gear made up with that on it, and I remember when uh, TNT Dread saw that, it's like, well, I guess you're not massive Matt Forsyth anymore. <laughs> so I became massive Matt Hugh, and we worked that for a couple of shows, and then we just dropped the Matt bit. And I became massive Q. And then that sort of stuck. And so that's how I got the name. Now, that so that was like like 2005 I wrestled maybe three times. Because we, we didn't have a lot of shows and I was still new. And so 2006 is really the year I started wrestling relatively consistently. Um, was that just for AWF? Yeah, the start was just for AWF. Yeah. Um, and the problem, so that's, that's part of the reason that I think that I'm probably missed my window in the sense that I feel that I only I only started to get good at about two thousand nine two thousand ten or so. Like I, I, it took me it took me a couple of years to I worked I worked as face for a couple of years. Then I turned uh, heel at a. I can't time. imagine you. I've never seen you face. I know. Well, I, 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 you can find photos online. Basically, I was clean shaven. I had short hair, which I dyed sort of black blue, and I wore. Um, Yes, I've seen the photos. I've seen the photos. Yeah, because I I didn't know what to do. I was I was still finding yourself. Um, and then I turned I I turned heel and I started to grow the hair out. I started to you know I lost the gloves and stuff and I got boots. But and that was around the time I was I just turned heel and I was but I was still learning out. That that's when we had Steve Carino. That's when we had Raven. That's when we had Seema. We had a Ada. We had a whole bunch of international guys come through. In like 2007, 2008, 2009. Um, like Brian Danielson. Learning Brian a lot from them. Well, I, I did learn some from them. The problem is, if I, if like, in my mind, if I had started training in 2000, or if I started training like 2001 or so, when they had come out, I would have been, I would have, A, possibly been injured and out of business. But alternatively, I might have gotten to that point where I knew what I was doing earlier. I would have been good when they were out there and then I may have made a made a connection that would have got me something overseas. Yeah. It's, possibly. It's easy to say. It is like, it's absolutely easy for me to say. It's totally possible that it would But it's also there. like, it's it's part of, a, it's a process. Like finding yeah. yourself is exactly. a process and you develop your character over that time. Exactly. And um, sometimes things just don't work out with timing. No, exactly. Um, like, like I'm not... Closing the door on it completely, and I do want to wrestle in America. I want to wrestle in Japan. I think Japan's going to be a better bet for me. Have you wrestled internationally? No, never. I've um, no, I've, I've not. I've, I've like only I've only been to New Zealand once on it, and that was on a holiday. Well, technically, um, you've wrestled overseas. No, I didn't wrestle in New Zealand. I I, I just went to New. Zealand. I, I've, oh, only, I've only I've only okay. left the country once. And I was to go to New Zealand for a holiday. Um, I've I've like I've wrestled all up. I've, I've wrestled in Melbourne. I've wrestled in Brisbane. Sydney and sort of the surrounding area, but that's a bad age. Um, that's still a milestone. It's still an accomplishment for sure. Yeah, I'm not denying. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying that. Um, well, I, I do I do want to wrestle overseas, and I, I still going to have a shot. However, I am realistic about the possibility, the chance that for me to be in the WWE is probably a long shot. But it's entirely possible. But who knows? And it's a long shot for anyone in general in yes. Australia, it's, anyway. Yes. And who knows what they're looking for at any given time? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and although I mean, but that said, I mean, if if the, if the rumors are that they're going to do like a an Asian tournament, um, to, like to, to I heard about this. Asian, really? Asian, yeah, yeah. Well, this is basically the, the idea. I heard. Of, I heard Pacific. Heard like a um, Australasia. Australia, well, like not uh, yeah, 
Australasia, like Pacific below. Yeah, yeah it, it, well, I mean, there's, there's different sort of. There's like uh, the ones I heard were UK, Asian, and Latin America. Um, this is this was actually an idea that's been kicking around um, for like it was actually back when Shane before Shane left WWE. Supposedly he was pushing for this plan that um, got nicknamed global domination in the sense that the WWE would have basically what was essentially a, a um, developmental slash what NXT is now they'd have one in the UK they'd have one in Canada they'd have one in Mexico they'd have one in Australia they'd have one and then they basically recreate the territories right. that's kind of what they're doing now yeah pretty much all under their umbrella yeah. and the idea was that they would be in the you know, WWE Australian equivalent and then they'd so they'd find local guys and if local guys really got hot they'd be sent over there and then they'd move people around and wait so they could learn and, and get it's new. a good idea it's, it's not a bad idea no. like in theory yeah. like I'd obviously be like super down for it it'd but that uh, not only like it'd be hard to implement but there's also the obvious downside of like we don't want WWE kind of dipping their hands in like no. we like our scene like we like that we can but, control but, our own yeah. like Guys wouldn't be able to run their own like yeah, shows yeah, in yeah. Marion and Blacktown and yeah. Newcastle. Well, yeah, yeah. It, 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 They'd it, get it squashed would, a little be, bit. It would, be a, it would be a large elephant in the room in terms of trying to let other people run companies and stuff and wrestle. Which and, is especially now that it's all like picking up again. Well, it's a yeah. weekly show. Like if it was just to well, what they what they what they're doing now is like in the UK, which presumably is going to be their their plan going forward. As I understand it, it's basically it's where they're signing guys and it's like, you can't work for anyone who streams or who's too big, but you can, and, and we get first dibs on you, but beyond that, you can still work for other people. Yeah, because I saw a photo um, with Tyler Bate in, in the ring, was, well, I don't know what the promotion Yeah, was. Uh, Progress. Yeah, it was Progress. Yeah. And he was in the ring with the UK Championship, I was like, that's, that's weird, but cool. Yeah, it's just like, I think Progress is one of the, there's a, there's a few UK indies who actually are supposedly affiliates. Affiliates and they're like, well, they're like going to sign up for like put on the network and stuff. Yeah, supposedly. Um, it's kind of like what the UFC does with UFC Fight Pass. They like yeah. they have like a uh, they have all these promotions under their like thing. They have an, a, a an umbrella. On. Yeah, it's like yeah. an umbrella. They yeah, just have a bunch of different promotions in different countries and they stream it all on the the um, UFC Fight Pass. Yeah, that's kind of the appeal of indie wrestling as well is like the broken down barriers yeah. as well and like it's like I said, there's pros and cons for WWE doing it. I'd be down for it, but only if they like let us have a bit of freedom or whatever. Is it? And but I mean, and, and yeah, well, the, that original plan wasn't isn't happening. Mm. And what they're doing now is is slightly different. Um, and they they did like they really did have tryouts when NXT came out, and there were a lot of really good. Um, like recently, did you recently, did yeah, you apply? No, no. Um, just because the the lot well the last I the the last two things I've heard about WWE tryouts was they didn't want anyone over thirty which actually validates me. And cardio. Um, no, not cardio. And the fact that the last, the last, last thing I heard was in America where they supposedly weren't looking for anyone over 250 pounds. But didn't, which, um, what about Grimm? Yeah, well, well, that's the thing. When, uh, having, once the tryout occurred and there were guys there who were larger than that, I was like, oh, okay, maybe I could have. But, um, uh, also, I was, I was, the thing is, I was also, I was dealing with some, um, might needle in injuries, so I probably wouldn't have been in peak physical. physical I feel like NXT is uh, at least recently had the influx of uh, bigger guys. Yeah, it's it's it. I'm surprised at the only being under two fifty. Well, I yeah, would no, have no, thought it would be the yeah, other way around. No, it, well, I think having like but now this is a few months ago because um, obviously you have to sort of fly one time for it. Mm. Now, obviously, I think that was the case of they were well, that was when they were like building up the cruiserweights, so they were like focused on that. Mm. And then, obviously, maybe they've changed their minds again because they, you know, they change their minds all the time. Um, so yeah, I mean, possibly if I feel like when well, when they when they announce the next two other, probably gonna do another tryout. I may or may not apply. I have to see where I am at that time. What would you um, What would you change like leading up to that? Like, would you? Oh uh, well, I well, I mean, I would. I you know, I'd um, I'd start training more often. I I um, I you know, work more on cardio and my sort of you know, basically, you know, you go you just sort of hardcore go into trying to get physically fit. Like a fight camp. Yeah, exactly. Um, knuckle, you, knuckle down. Yeah. yeah, knuckle down exactly. Um, 
because I, I'll admit that I'm not the I don't train as often as um, other wrestlers and maybe as, as often as I should but part of, part of my thing is that I, I don't want to be like everybody else and part of my appeal is that I'm not like everybody else so and it's working know, for you exactly thank you and yeah. plus, <laughs> and plus you know, this is the thing when I get in the ring if I hit a guy he goes down if he hits me I stay up mm. why would I change Wondering what that was. Yeah, was. We're in a bit of a confined space and yeah, cute. Yes, I kicked the, the, the mic over because I got long lips. We're bouncing back, and this is a perfect opportunity for me to segue into new questions, yes. which I wanted to talk about what you've got coming up. Yes. Uh, Wrestling Go. Well, yes, Wrestling Go. Uh, I am the 24 7 watermelon champion as we speak. I am defending my title. Watermelon right here, right now. Right now, yes. Well, you, you, need, you need a licensed Wrestling Go uh, official. To compete for the title, unfortunately. And you never know, though. Like We've seen some pretty sneaky True. attempts on the title already with yeah, some yeah. of the videos that wrestling... Liam has no idea what I'm we're like, talking sorry, about. Sorry, you said watermelon? There's yes. A... Okay, yes. The, the... <laughs> Look at it! I don't, he has uh, a watermelon title. It's... Yes. Um, I, I can... Well, I, I've currently got the watermelon locked up in a secure location. Because <laughs> I, I don't want... I don't want... Because the thing... I'm not saying that I've got every wrestling go referee under watch... <laughs> but I'm saying that I know when that could possibly be challenged for it. So and they probably and they probably won't be crossing you no, anytime soon. No, um, those refs are pretty feeble. Yes, creatures. Um, I'm, I'm I'm sure that you know if well the the refs themselves. Who's that one ref? I really know very well. Gaz. Gaz. You like Gaz? Big fan. Yeah, like the way he calls for the bell. Just a big fan of all of it. We love Gaz, don't we? Yeah. yeah, Gaz is pretty awesome. And you, um, uh, we've actually had. You're the fourth watermelon. Ch- it's a very new. That's the watermelon. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know you can't very, see it. I, can't, I know you can't see that, dear listeners. But I'm currently showing off the picture of the watermelon champion. He's taking it out of lockdown. I've taken. Well, this is a, this is a photo that I prepared earlier. Um, and so yeah, I, I came in uh, with a 150 degree fever that would have killed anyone else. But I managed to go in and defeat Big Fudge and, and Turkish Delight in under 10 seconds. Like a true champion. Like a true champion should. Fine um, champion. The fact that they wrestled two people already doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I, I, I crushed them, I destroyed them. And then this Saturday, uh, Marion Community Centre, I will be entering the Wrestling Go Silver Medal Rumble. I'm going to throw 29 other people over the top rope. And people, because it's uh, intergender. I know Shazza McKenzie's in it, and possibly other... Women will test up, and I'm a, I, I'm an equal opportunity um, asker. I will. I don't care who you equality, are. Equality, man. Equality, exactly. Equality. Wrestling goes all about equality. It's, it's, and I'm, and, yeah, exactly. And I will take on all comers, and I'm going to win the silver medal, and I'm going to win the gold medal, and combine all three of them into some sort of silver and gold watermelon. It'll be awesome. Ooh, <laughs> I don't even know how that works, but I'm pretty down for that. I'm, I'm thinking that it'll be gold on the outside and silver on the inside. Kind of like when Homer just decided yeah. to turn everything gold in his fantasy. Yeah, exactly. If you've seen, I was thinking more the uh, the old man that created a chain scratching against the gold rocket. Oh, that uh, that's what I was. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Um, Strategy for the rumble. Be be massive. Be, um, yeah, yeah, and that's worth it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I with rumbles, I've had a. I'm unfortunate. I will admit that I've had a a, a checkered past. Um, Have I mean, you won a rumble before? I've won a battle royal. Because um, I've noticed. It's only a pattern of like sort of picking up recently. Kind of, it's the bigger the guy, the inverse their effect, their effectiveness in battle royals because guys seem to get targeted. Do you get targeted I do, when I do, you're I do, big? I do, I do, well, the issue in rumbles and, and battle royals is that you're the you're, you're the most likely to win in the sense that if all things being equal, you're gonna win. However, most wrestlers tend to have a brain. Uh, all these type of brain. Mm. Um, Some. Well, and they realise that you're the, when you're the when you're the biggest wrestler in a rumble or in a, in a battle royal, you're the biggest target, and so you're more likely to be to be gamed up on, and thus, which is not compliment because you're the biggest target, which means that the, you know they fear you, which is good, but it does lead to fear is yeah, put striking fear onto your opponents yes, is a good strategy. It is, um, but admittedly, I, I have I have won a, I have won a battle royal before, um, and. I, I tend to do well in rumbles. I, 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 like, I tend to last a fair while. I tend to eliminate a fair few people. But um, I have been eliminated by multiple... I tend to be eliminated by multiple people. 
unfair. So, it's just not fair. I know. So, but I'm 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 counting. One thing I'm counting on a, on, a, on a very hit, sneaky strategy, which I'm going to share with you, dear listeners. But you have to be prompt to tell anybody. Scoop, scoop, scoop. Nice. I like my scoops. Yes. Basically, uh, you see, the thing is, the watermelon championship is twenty four seven. The watermelon championship will be on the line in the rumble. Ooh. Didn't so, consider that. My thinking is, is that if people do start to get up on me, then I'll just go. Oh, hang on. Instead of just tossing him over the top rope, I can pin him and be the watermelon champion. And then they'll try to pin me, and then I want to go, right, what are you doing? And they'll pull him off, and they go, oh, I'm just trying to be the watermelon champion. Well, I want to be the watermelon champion. No, I want to be the watermelon champion. Start a little descent. And they'll start fighting each other, and then I'll just sort of lay back and relax, and then they'll, one of them will toss each other, and then I'll toss them. And then I'll win that way. See. Smart. He is. He, he is. He's not just a brute. Exactly. He's a smart exactly. giant. I'm, I don't be. I don't be. You know, on the download. So, so you can't share that with anyone. If I if I hear anyone sharing that, I'm gonna well, now you. now they'll pick up on that strategy. On fool. Are you sure you wanted to play that card? Show that card. So far ahead in time. Perhaps I'm bluffing. Ooh, he's doing oh, the double. It's, it's a double. It's a double bluff. That's the triple bluff. That's the very rare triple bluff. Oh shit! This is it goes deep, man. Exactly. <laughs> you know, layers, layers upon layers, just like a watermelon. Onion, like an, a layered watermelon. That's the thing. It's got two, I guess. Yeah, exactly. two. Of them. All right, cool. Um, you don't want to go too deep. We had another question I wanted to run by you. How did you first? You mentioned before um, you started watching wrestling '96. '96, so yeah. How did you come to fall in love with wrestling? Okay. Well, I well okay. I do like, I think like a lot of kids I vaguely recall watching wrestling as a, as a young star like I remember, I, I remember two do you remember the very first time I don't remember the very first time there were, there were only two, there were two memories that really stood out one is watching the 91 Rumble across a Saturday afternoon on Wild Water Sports like they showed it in bits like they showed it in like 10 minutes who was the winner that was Hope Holden it was the Hope, yep. Holden and he eliminated Earthquake and Nasty Boy Sags of all people Liam's the historian I'm not uh, great with my sure dates yeah, um, I remember, and then I remember watching. It was one of the, it was like a WCW, um, one of their like I think it must have been Pro or something, and it was Vader completely destroying a guy who was Randy Hoden, who had the sort of the the, the, the Hoden hair and hair stuff. And it was like, yeah, it was like with like Randy, did he talk was, like Randy Savage? No, no. <laughs> was that Hank, was that what they were going for? The mega powers. He's just one character. Yeah. <laughs> like the Man super Hogan evolution. Maybe Terry Hoden. It was like it was definitely. Hogan was the last name, right. and it was, de- it was a lot. It was quite clearly meant to be someone who was you know, a relative. Well, a relative, or, or possibly just WCW wanted to send a message that you know their, their guy, who I think he was Vader, was champ at the time, was oh. able to crush a guy who looked like Hogan. Oh, he must be better than Hogan, or something. Or maybe it was just a happy coincidence. His name was Hogan. Exactly, yeah. possible. That was his name. You know, there were yeah. These things the happen. Doesn't matter. Exactly. If he says brother a lot. <laughs> well, he, he didn't talk. He just said he's, he just don't beat up. Yeah. Um, so I, mem- I remember that, and that, that stuck in my mind just because it was weird. But that, I, I, t- I didn't really sort of follow along very well as a kid. And then you, you move ahead to about 96 or so, and uh, we got cable television in my house. And I was looking for the channels, and I remember this clearly was uh, this strange, unusual guy was walking down to the ring, the lights were all sort of blue, this weird music was playing, and I remember that it was Harold Finkel, and I remember this very clearly, it says... No idea who you might be talking about. Hailing from True Four Consequences, New Mexico, the wrestler formerly known as Cactus Jack, Mankind. I was going to say Taker. No. That I was thinking... was, he, had the, he had the mask, the, the shambling, and the, that, 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 that image of Mankind coming to the ring, and that introduction... And I and then having read Foley's autobiography, I think it must have been his first. Have a nice match. day. I've read that. Yeah, I think it must have been his first match. He wrestled Bob Holly, and he, Bob Holly was still in the race car. He was still spiky like, like he was Bob spiky like Holly. So he hadn't become hardcore yet, but he was like, I think, it was, and I think it was like the third one, of the first matches he had in company, which is why he was introduced as formerly as Captain Jack. Yeah, but it was just such an odd combination of words and vision that I went, "What the hell is this?" And I stopped to watch, and I st- so I kept watching. It's funny you say that, like, he's actually one of the first that I was actually, like, especially since reading his biography, one of the first wrestlers I was kind of enamored with, and now that you mention it, I can see, like, some influence of Foley on you. That's that's the thing. So that was the the match that sort of made me become a fan. And so I started watching, um, I watched Nitro, and I I didn't have Raw for a while, for a fair long time, I didn't have that on my cable provider. So I mainly, mainly was just watching Nitro and... The, the, the WF sort of like clip show which is the highlight package show like 
jacked or something. Um, was my main sort of before my time. I yeah, couldn't even guess. Yeah. Well, this is this is this is before the network, before the sort of the mainstream, you know, like it being everywhere. Um, but so I was just a fan, and I was a fan sort of going through high school, and then in the year two thousand, was a specific match. It was the first. So the WF the WF sort of lost pay per view for a bit. Oh, it was the first pay per view WF pay per view that I was able to order. It was the Royal Rumble two thousand. And it was the street fight between Cactus Jack and Triple H for the WF title. That'll do it. That was a match. And That's a good match to get into. And the thing is, at the start of that match, I was a, I was a huge Foley fan, and I was wanted to wanted to see him win and win the title because he was my guy, and he'd just come. He and everyone hates Triple H. Triple H. But at the end of that match, the, the match changed. It just the, at the start of the match, I was just a fan. At the end of the match, I realized that's what I want to do. And I don't want to be Foley, I want to be Triple H. I was going to say, was it the thumbtacks in the face? No, 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 no. <laughs> no was, I wouldn't want to be Foley during no, it that was, It was being able to go in front of 20,000 people live and millions watching around the world who all hate your guts and, and say, no, I'm my willpower is stronger than yours and I'm still going to win because screw you. Mm. And that was like, just, I've never wanted to be, I've never wanted to come out and be the, the, the smiling baby face. I've Me been, neither. I don't, being liked's overrated. Exactly. Um, and, and being a bastard is so much more fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that's, it. that's the match that made me, I wanted to do that. I wanted to be that. And that was the match that made me, draw, made me want to become a wrestler. And I still, but because I still respected Foley, I still, I love Mick Foley. Um, which is why I stayed, I, I did my university degree before I started training. Because I wanted to, in case I felt I'm my neck, I didn't fall back on that. I think I recall him talking about that in yeah, it's, it's, it's his biography. I haven't read the book, but even when you said that before, I was yeah. thinking that does sound He's very just one of the best Which minds. Is, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a very, it's, a, it's a good rule, but you should probably... You can, you can train and do the Damn. degree at the same time. So, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, anyway. Daniel Bryan's like, uh, the best way to go about it is to be a weekend warrior, just yeah. so you can kind of ease into it a little bit exactly. and be... Yeah not too overly ambitious not get ahead of yourself kind exactly. of thing don't tie yourself exactly. out um and anyway so yeah that's 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 the that's the match like watching that live um was uh, that's what made me want to become a professional wrestler and yeah and then sort of like if i you know did the uni started training being number five first match for number six so seven is really i really started wrestling more often and then about i waited up the I think it was eight, or eight or nine. I, think I wasn't. I wasn't sort of the, the smiling, gloved baby face too long. Maybe. Thank couple, God, because couple of years. Um, and then I sort of realised that, and then Il Tornado sort of got into my head, and I beat up TNT and Supernova, and then the, and then the next day I got pinned by Fat Mama and a cosplay in a Chewbacca suit. <laughs> There's something I never thought I would hear. Fat, and the problem is that's on YouTube. If, if you search for Fat Mama and Massive Q, I presume it's still up on YouTube. We've got a lot of homework for the listeners this exactly, week. Yes. Just say, you know um, what I'm doing. So we're, hang on, we're Googling QED. <laughs> well, QED, well, if, if, you, if you care about that. Uh, Mass, Massive Q and Fat Mama. Um, and Chewbacca. And Supernova. And there was something uh, was, else, but... Anyway. Uh, well, well, if you look up on the line, you can see my... Like, like my What's uh, Chew- what was Chewbacca's finisher? So they just she better just close, close my me a bunch of times. What a tag team! Can I just point out? Yes, <laughs> Fat Mama and the yeah. Oh wait, Fat Mama from the Eddie Murphy movie? No, Fat Mama from uh, is that Martin Lawrence? It was like no, it, it was it was <laughs> kind of racist. It was no, yeah. <laughs> she, she she was a large African American woman. She was on um like a Stanley Search for a Superhero show or something. It was like or who wants to be a superhero or something, something like that. It was like Stanley hosted it. He had a bunch of people who like wanted to be superheroes. And she she was one of them. And she, and she was flown out for the, for the Supernova. Supernova is a pop culture festival. Right? All right. Okay. Context. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Context yeah. is starting to... Yeah. There's, yeah. there's something there that right. adds so up. She, so, she, and she, so she was... She, she was in like her superhero costume. And yeah, she was a superhero. And then there was, there was this cosplayer who was in a full-body Chewbacca suit. He was in a Chewbacca suit. And I don't recall how they decided that they wanted to wrestle, or if like the, the that was something that was set up by the AWF, or that yeah, was something. There's been stranger up. bedfellows yeah, in and, wrestling. And, and I was not like, many, yeah, but and I was like, I'll do it. I don't, I don't care. Um, <laughs> and so we got in there, and 
fat mama sort of threw donuts at me and to the plastic to the was looking at me too. I was like, oh, these are plastic, I don't want these. And then she spun, they spun me around a couple of times, like just, you know, and then, and then, um, Chewbacca gave me a bunch of clotheslines, he hit the ropes, clothesline, 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 then he knocked me down and then fat mama sort of splashed me and pinned me and that was the end of it. Um, and that's, and then I presume that's still up on YouTube as long as the, as well as the promos. We can see, uh, my, uh, jerk, jerk t-shirt, which I wore for a while. Jerk? Yeah, it was, it was, it was from, uh, it was basically, well, okay. It was the word jerk inside a circle. That spelled Q. Well, then I would put, and I would draw, I would get some white tape and make the circle into a Q. Ah. Because it's meant to be, it, I, I don't know how adult your audience skews, but they may possibly put like jerk inside of a circle. They may be able to work those words. Into ah, something. yes. Um, yes. Wordplay. Wordplay. Excellent. Uh, We've had math, 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 math play and wordplay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, Another I'm, big I'm pop. Working, Someone working. out there is popping at the wordplay. <laughs> I'm working your minds here, dear listeners. Um, but yeah, so I that was I, I wore that for a couple of years as as as, as, the, like, as a bad guy, and then it got stolen. Paramount bastards. Um, You'll get your revenge one day. I don't know. I'll, I'll find it one day. Anyway, um, we'll the case yeah, so that, that's up on YouTube as well as my my uh, my leader their own appearance and my uh, footy show appearance and a, couple, yeah, a bunch of other stuff up there. Do you have a favourite? Uh, what TV appearance? Yeah. Um, probably, probably. Uh, and can I point out how cool it is that you have enough to warrant me even asking which is your favorite? <laughs> Most guys would kill to even be on TV. I did tweet that a few days ago. Like I've actually interacted with so many sort of semi-famous people. I've forgotten just how many. I, 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 I don't know the complete list. Um, because like I've, 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 okay, I, I've, I've the people I know I've interacted with uh, Adam Hills, um, the. I live, uh, the, the, uh, uh, Eamon Sullivan, uh, Fuzzy, um, or Faustina, whatever her name is now. Mm. Uh, I, was, I thought Fuzzy the Bear. No, no, <laughs> that would be pretty. Uh, that's a that's a celebrity. Is <laughs> Fat Mama uh, the the original Flash Gordon? Um, Damn. Oh, cool. Yeah, for, for, like, just, that was actually that was actually later that same day <laughs> when I after I wrestled Fat Mama and Chewbacca. Um, it was a tad. It was like it was a tad title match. It was me and Neil Cog. Ultramito, um, Fritcho OG represent. Um, and we would hang a title, tag team title shot against the Surf Club, who was Struggy Club and Dr. Waxhead Adam Hoffman, with Bombshell Bow as their, as their manager. Oh, there's a name I recognize. Yes. And um, they, had, they had Flash Jordan, was there, and they had Flash Jordan in their corner. And then at the end of the match, I, dra- I grabbed a steel chair, and then Flash, I don't know, I don't know his real name, it's the actor who played Flash Jordan oh, in, in the think end. Of it. And I. Yes. It's like right there. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember it from Ted. From Ted. Yeah. yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get it at some point, dear listeners. We'll doodle it if we have to. More um, but I, I had the steel chair. He grabbed the steel chair and he hit me with the steel chair. And I went down. And, blah, and then he kept. And then he, and what I felt was this continuous raining of, of chair shots. <laughs> and I was like, ah, ah, ah. Too many chair shots. No. It, 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 but the thing is, what happened? What had happened? I didn't realize this because I was just like, ah, 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 ah. Like, I was just on the floor being hit. Apparently, he hit me a bunch of times. Hit himself with the chair. What? Okay. He then gave the chair to a fan and had the fan hit me a couple of times. <laughs> and then Bo came over and got the chair off him. It started an orderly queue. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and that was and that was odd. I was like, I, I, I was throwing, ah, and I afterwards I was told, oh, I could have died there. Wonderful. Sounds like something Sandman would do. Hit yeah, exactly. and then get yeah. somebody else to hit. Uh, this is one of those only in wrestling stories. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, um, I think my favourite one is, is, is the one that unfortunately is not on YouTube to my knowledge, which is the, um, Beating the Geek appearance, because one of the, because I had two, there, there were seven geeks left at that point, and so, um, J-Law had two matches, um, Apollo only had one, I think. You had to wrestle the geeks. You had to wrestle the geeks. Yeah. So basically, the, the, the beauties gave them, gave them a gimmick. Sam Jones. Sam Jones, there you go. That, that, yeah, that's the bloke. Mm. Um, it's basically the beauty sort of dressed them and came up with a gimmick, and then we had to rest, and then we had a day where we trained them not to, you know, to ruin the illusion. Um, oh no! Oh no! We're pulling back the curtain. Yeah. Wait, what? We, exactly. Um, we had a day of we trained them, and then um, we had we, we, this is a, this is actually the pen of um, our, our pen of 
Panthers. Um, and then we had matches of them. And it was like, it was me, I had two, JLo had two, Apollo had one. I forget who the other person was. It was somebody else there who had two more matches. And ben? Sorry? Coles? Jake? Possibly. Possibly. Iron Joker? I, yeah, poss- I, yeah, I don't that's know. My, that's my guess. It just sounds yeah, like he would have fit in it, there. Yes. Anywho. Maybe it was Dean Draven. I don't know. Um, actually, no, I think, it was, I think it was Dean Draven, actually. But now I think about it. Anyway, point is. Um, one of, one of, well, A, one of the, one of the guys, one of the, I picked up and slammed a guy, and that was in the ads for, like, sort of in the lead-in, for, like, as sort of the preview of the series. Me sort of picking a guy up and just slamming him down was in the ad. Well, yeah, cool. that That'll was, get people's attention. But, um, and we were, like, the little lead-off, where he was, like, because he was, like, a dancer. So, like, you know, he danced, and then he slapped me, and then I beat him up a bit. Um... And then I gave David Slash to finish. And then the second guy was um, this long-haired redhead who was like, you know, a computer programmer or something. Nerd. Uh, yeah, and like I finished him with the choke slam and stuff. But um, he won the, the contest, but it was the best geek, the, the best wrestler, the, the best the best performance in the ring by the geek. Because they all lost. But the one who did the best performance would win that cha- was the challenge. Yeah. The redhead guy won the challenge. He ended up winning the whole thing. So, as far as I view it, I helped. I basically gave. I helped him win the challenge, and because if he didn't win the challenge, he wouldn't have won the whole thing. Therefore, I helped him win. Therefore, I should have won. Yeah. Did he? Did he? I can say it. Yeah. yeah did he get the girl? Uh, I don't. I, I feel like them. you're kind of like. Did any of them get the girl? No. Well, this is this is something like like at the time. You're entitled like, to her hand then. For, like... a long, a long, <laughs> for a long time afterwards, everyone was like, "Oh, what were the beauties? Like, what were the beauties? Like, was like." The minute, the first time I saw them was literally when I was walking down to the ring. We didn't see him before. Just they wanted their reaction to us, Genuine. sort of fresh. So they didn't see us any time before we went down to the ring, and then we had like a photo afterwards. And I spoke to like one of them for like five seconds. Good sort. Yeah, was, you know, it was also like, you know, she was like, she was, she just said she liked the show, and I said thank you, and you know, and I said something. I don't recall the end. She was, she was, she, she wasn't a sparkling conversationalist. I'll say that. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I, I don't know, one of them had, one of them had already started, because one of them had, one of them had, was apparently was dating one of the other beauties that wasn't his partner, apparently. Drama. Drama, yeah, you know. Oh, on a compelling, TV compelling show. Oh stuff, God. yeah, what? Um, I bet, I don't know if he got the girl, but he won the contest, and... All, all see you, all, all you. Because you kicked his ass. Exactly, yeah. well, because I kicked his ass so well, basically. <laughs> um... Well, that well, that's usually like um, what's the? That's usually how it goes down. It's like yeah. uh, Back to the Future, well, yeah, kind well, of setting them up exactly, to yeah. get the girl. Exactly. Yeah. So not it's, not it's, entirely it's, it's, a bad he, guy. Yeah, except that he didn't get he didn't get the he didn't get the uh, the comeback. I, I took the comeback. <laughs> <laughs> I, be you got it. You got to be a heel exactly, to some yeah, extent. Yeah. Cool. And um, this is going on a lot longer than I was thinking, but um, I, so I, as I warned you, I, I might do it too far. I, I, I warned uh, beforehand. I can ramble. Ramble, I have. And no, rambling is good. We exactly. like to ramble. I'm, I'm, I'm pro rambling. Um, yeah, so that I think that's probably my favourite, just because it was so um, it was so sort of like highlighted and put and put to put together well. Is that like the most popular thing that you've done? Like the um, most exposure? Like the footy show is pretty. Yeah, the footy show is probably in terms of sheer numbers. The footy show. When was this? Yeah. Uh, it was actually recently. It was, it was, it was near the end. It was during the finals week last. I think it was last. Yeah, week. shit. It was last year. I didn't. I, I um, love the footy show, but I didn't watch it at all. No, fair show. enough. Um, it was just like Melbourne. I think it was like the final. It was like the final four. Melbourne were challenged. Um, Melbourne, Melbourne had this reputation for wrestling people to the ground. It's true. It was so. Can I just there say? Was, was, can I just say? Fuck Melbourne. Well, okay. I just, well, I can't stand like, the storm. The, oh, and the, the state. The, the state. <laughs> While we're at it, I'm making enemies. So yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> the, the, the views expressed here by the host, the host alone, do not represent the views of the podcast. <laughs> or I've probably just got myself shit canned from yeah, MCW, which is my favorite. But whatever. Um, Melbourne Storm versus. Uh, well, what you know, the fact that. Because yeah. they have this reputation for being red for, for wrestling people to the ground. Because they're scumbags. Because they're scumbags. Wow. Um, it, was, uh, it was like uh, Brendan Cat was that his name? Oh, like he was he he went up to he went, it was, it was in Paramount so maybe and it was basically it was introducing the the audience to Melbourne Storm's wrestling coaches okay. in inverted commas. Ah. I realized I was just did the air quotes, but you this is a podcast you can't <laughs> see me do that. So I had to explain I was doing the air quotes. 
Um, but yeah, it was like the wrestling coaches. So it was me and Dean Dragon were, were like the wrestling, were like, you know, Melbourne Storm's wrestling coaches. And so we filmed a thing where like we showed off, uh, we did a shot, I gave him a shoulder tackle and then I gave Draven a body slam. And then actually we filmed a bit where I was going to give him a choke slam and he turned it into the cross face, which they then edited out. I love dude to the bit on TV I just beat him up technical wrestling isn't appealing <laughs> no, enough exactly. I guess yeah. um, well I just reminded him I was like yeah I hit, I hit him twice he had to have some sort of comeback but apparently the producers were like nah <laughs> um, yeah screw you Raven um, and then some passerby who was like this, this large obese gentleman um, Broman sorry Daryl Broman no, it's just some some random person. Oh, I love, love where your brain goes. You know, just some man. Well, he's the big man. He's the big man. Yeah, yeah well, I, right. I, 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 I don't don't even feel you don't. Like you it. wouldn't know anyway. No, I, because yeah, unfortunately, I don't follow professional sports all that much, so I'm, I'm aware of it. And I know it's there, and I can probably name the teams if you put a gun to my head. But beyond that, I'm a bit lost. Hmm. No, it was, it was just a random member part of the of the public, and so our wrestling was actually accompanied by um, classical music on the basis that I just said, anyone heard him. Because this is a member of the public, and although it would be good publicity, you then get sued. Mm. Yep. So it was basically it was just me grabbing him and trying to just sort of pull him, throw him to the ground. So it was a bit of like back and forth sort of thing, and then eventually he, I sort of he tumbled to the ground, and I put my foot on him and did the whole Jericho, you know, yeah. I didn't get back to the Jericho. Um, yeah. Uh, Reliable. If, if, you, if you want to be a bastard, Jericho's not a bad person to pick from. Very true. Um, but it was just, I just did the foot on the chest and sort of the, the muscle sort of, yes, I'm awesome. He's posing again. I'm you can't, you can't yeah, see. You can't see. Just, you know, assume that every few seconds I'm posing or making some sort of gesture or basically... He's been posing good. the whole time. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's how I talk because I can pose. Um, but yeah, so that was, and that was sort of filmed and that went after probably the most people. Um, I like the beauty and the geek one, sort of just the way it was presented. Um, you know, and then probably Adam Hills is probably the, the, the rest of the person I've beaten up who's the highest profile. That's good. That was fun. Um, yeah, unfortunately, that was at, a, that was at a, a, one of these stage shows, so it's not sort of... Televised. Not televised. Mm. That's pretty cool. Still fun. Um, yeah, he, he enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, and you know, just like, rest, like, even without sort of going to America, going to Japan or doing anything like that, Wrestling has given me a lot of sort of a lot of friends, and I've done a lot, a lot of cool stuff. I've been get to interact with a lot of people, do some really cool stuff, and I'm very happy about that. I'm very pleased with my career, and even if it doesn't sort of you know quote unquote go anywhere, I still have had a lot of fun, and I've had hopefully you know help put some smiles on some faces or booze in people's mouths, and that's or whatever. Oh, hundred percent. Like yeah. you're you've you're one of the first that I ever saw, and I was like first that I kind yeah, of related to like I love the yeah. bad guy like I love oh, yeah. the hill Lamb. when you first came out there's this big brooding dude yeah. and you didn't say anything initially uh, by I, the way I'll, I'll, I'll disclose this with Liam doesn't get to many shows so no I get to yeah few That's here fine. and there and uh, you came out and uh, I, I don't know what show I was at but you just came out like oh this is huge brooding guy and then like somebody said something and immediately you're just like shut up and I laughed <laughs> he says that a lot so hard yeah. <laughs> because I was not expecting it no I was not expecting it whatsoever it was it was great I laughed it I, his yeah, timing I, is great exactly. um, and you've had a hell of a career and yeah. Yeah, and like you said like it I'm doesn't matter awesome if it doesn't go anyway huh I'm pretty awesome aren't no, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I got. I give. I give everyone a rub that comes on this show, and um, there's nothing wrong with like. It doesn't have to go anywhere, quote quote, quote unquote. But you're happy enough just doing what you're doing week in, week out, and you're putting in the hard yards and having fun doing what you're doing. And 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 especially just especially in like in Sydney, I'm there's not too many people who are like my size, and so I'm I'm getting like especially because like I help I get to. Help people in the sense that if you wrestle me, that's a that's a very different dynamic to most matches you see in Sydney, and I get to have a lot of fun. And, and like, my match is always so easy because it's just so the story's already there. Because I I just gotta stand up for someone, and if they come up to my chest, well then oh shit, how's he gonna win? Look at the size differential, and it's just it's there, it's done. As opposed to like a lot of like a lot of people have to come in cold, yeah. Like when they start, it's like. You have to sort of you have to win them. You have to show off your moves. You have to show off your personality. I just still stand there. And it helps like you have a very good understanding of your character yes. and I, the dynamic I, I, the, comes the, with experience yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly, because that's like I don't I don't rely. On, that's part of the reason I like, my gimmick is is sort of the half and half. I don't want to rely on my size, so I like I like to sort of 
mix it up with the sense that I'm not only in my beard, I'm also a dick about it. And so, which is why, you know, it's like, yeah, oh, why, why don't you just hit the die? You're going to choke him. Why is he doing that? Why don't you be cool and slam him? It's like, no, I'm not, I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here to win matches. Ego. Exactly. It's all to feed the ego. Exactly. And I think um, that's a pretty good, no- me insulting you is a pretty good <laughs> note to wrap up on. Well, I, mean, I came on here and did the self We're, so we're wrestlers, we have egos. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so to, to, to drag this back to um, a, a point earlier. Uh, on we made Saturday, a couple of points on the we, show. We, we, we hit a couple of points, but the thing is, uh, this Saturday, at the, um, when recording, at the Marion Community Centre, is Wrestling Go, uh, the Go Olympics. For the, and I'm going to be in the 30 man, 30 person, sorry, 30 person. Equality. Equality. I don't want to call Shazza a person. A man. <laughs> she's definitely not a person. <laughs> oh, she's going to hate Nailing me. Nailing this promo. Rewind. The thing is, though, I'm actually, it, it, technically, Shazza McKenzie is my biggest contribution to wrestling because I'm like 0.001% responsible for her career. How's that? Because when I, when I was, when I, when I was, Early on, in like it was the first couple of years, um, she was a fan, and she was managing a fast food restaurant in near where I lived, and I would go there after work occasionally for, for, for a meal, and she recognised me there once, and we started talking, and then she mentioned that she was thinking about training, and I encouraged her to to see that, and and gave her contacts, and then she she started and she jumped to wrestling there. Cool, yeah, no, so that's therefore foot in the door. Basically, as my, as, as the thing goes, Shazam McKenzie's career is in zero point zero zero one percent because of me. Therefore, I feel like I what, feel like he can take more credit for that fair, than the guy on. Oh, believe, yeah. believe me, believe me. More than the Beauty and the Beast I, thing, <laughs> a Beauty and well, the Geek. I I prefer, I prefer to to focus on what I've done, you know, single handedly. But if you push comes to shove, and I need to actually point to something that people will know, then I can point to Shaz. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, wrestling Joe Olympics, uh, silver silver medal, thirty man, but thirty person. I keep saying man. I don't mean man. I mean person. God damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna win the silver medal, and I'm gonna keep the watermelon. I'm gonna win the bronze and the gold medals, and combine them all into one big title. And then uh, March twenty fifth is the next Nui Pro show, and I'm gonna be there. I don't think I have a match announced, but I'm gonna be there and take man out if I don't. Destroy him at Wrestling Joe's. I know he's going to be there. I'm probably going to beat him. He's confirmed there. to be in the Rumble. He's, I'm pretty sure he's confirmed to be in the Rumble as well. But I'm going to beat him up in the Rumble and I'll toss him from there. And then I'm going to go to the Newey Pro and I'm going to beat him up again. And I'll take the Newcastle Pro, Newcastle Pro Wrestling Heavyweight title because that's my title, damn it. And collect all of the belts all, and all, all of the, the belts stuff. All the titles and everything. Like with the Armada in Newey Pro and buy myself in Wrestling Joe and in the AWF. I haven't forgotten about the AWF and I'm going to win those titles too when, I, when, I, when damn well done ready. And with all the titles, because I need all the titles just to fit around my waist, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> conquer the world. Conquer, the, conquer, conquer Australia, and then wait for all the people overseas to go, oh, what's this, this, this guy in Australia has won all the titles. Well, I'm going to go over there and beat him. And then come to me, and I'll beat him, and I'll sit them back packing, weeping to their mothers, or their fathers, or whoever, is, whoever their legal guardians are. <laughs> you bounced back really well from that first promo. Thank you. All right, thanks, man. No, thank you.